everyone, welcome back to the Just Interesting People podcast. My name is Rosie, I'm here with my co-host and husband Jeremy, as usual. And today it's just us, there's no special guests. We are the special guests, yeah. I guess. <laughs> <laughs> but Jeremy's going to talk to you a little bit about what we're going to talk about today. So today for us is April 26th, and pretty much one year ago, uh, we made a big jump, a big change in our life. On April 30th last year in 2021, I left my job. It was my last day. And on May 1st, the day after that, we left Miami to go back to France. So it's pretty much been one year since we started this entrepreneur slash digital nomad life, whatever you want to call it, whatever label you want to use. And we thought that it would be interesting to reflect on those past 12 months to see what went according to the plan, what didn't, what we learned, um, yeah, what changed based on what we expected and stuff like that, just to give you a little update on, yeah, on our experience on this different lifestyle, like we talked a few times before. Um, do you want to maybe start by telling us about what was the plan first? So the original plan was to spend one week in Miami just before we left and kind of see friends and do our last rounds of like our donuts and our beers and just get it all out of our system and enjoy spending time with friends. We then wanted to spend about four months in Europe, so about two months in France, two months in England, visiting family and friends and kind of do the rounds, see everyone, explore, have fun, have a good summer in Europe. And then we wanted to kind of leave around September time and go backpacking around South America for nine months. So that was the original plan. Um, we decided nine months because Jeremy's cousin is getting married in July. This is the third year she's trying. So hopefully it actually happens this year. Um, so yeah, the plan was to go backpacking for nine months, come back for next summer, well this summer now, um, spend some time in Europe, but that didn't happen. So in terms of work and stuff like that what we were planning to do was we wanted to use those first nine months of traveling to obviously travel but also to work on personal projects slash businesses turn project into businesses i would say <laughs> and yeah the our goal of this break is to hopefully by the end of it become financially independent so none of us has to get a job at the end of it we, we we would have enough income to live the life that we want without having to work for someone. Um, we had a few ideas in mind. On my side, the first thing that was actually started by this time when I left Miami was Royal Flow TV. So this is a business I created just in 2020-2021 during the pandemic. And it's a yoga online platform where you pay a subscription like a Netflix but for yoga where you can subscribe and you have new classes every week and you can practice whenever you want wherever you want from your laptop from your phone from your computer anywhere you want all you need is a reliable internet connection and yeah you can practice different forms of yoga different classes and different also fitness and meditation classes so this is a, a business that existed before we left and the idea was to grow it so yeah i could generate a, a nice stream of income from now um, the second project i wanted to focus most of my energy on was this podcast uh, at the time i was not planning to launch on youtube yeah. it was just a podcast um, and yeah i 
at this point, my vision about how to monetize the post the podcast wasn't very clear. I can't say it's much clearer right now, to be honest. Uh, but yeah, I have this thing where I don't want to put adverts. So I wanted maybe to have everything donation-based and create some exclusive content for a VIP community. This is something that we have in place. I'm going to leave the link in the description and the show notes if you want to check it out. Um, but yeah, I'm reconfiguring things. I don't know. Uh, at the moment, maybe I'm thinking that maybe I just won't monetize the podcast. I'll see. Um, but yeah, that was the, the, the plan. And those two projects were mainly the main ones, to be honest. I also thought about doing some drone stuff, um, but I wasn't exactly sure in which form. If it was going to be we travel, we see a nice hotel, or we hear about someone who wants drone photography, I could, you know, just be paid as a contractor and then do the work. But that wasn't something very clear that in my mind. Also, I do websites once in a while. So I thought that could be a possibility. It's not something that I'm going to be actively looking for. But if I hear someone who needs a website, I could put myself forward and say I can help with that, you know. Uh, it's not something that I'm actively searching to do constantly, but this is something I can do and that could generate money. But yeah, the, the Wireflow TV and the podcast were the main projects, businesses I wanted to focus my energy on. Everything else was just opportunities-based, you know. If it comes up, I won't say no to it, but I'm not going to spend too much of my time and energy looking for it. So that was the plan also, yeah, to, to focus on those things. And Rosie had her personal projects as well. Yeah, so um, obviously YouTube, I've been doing that now for two years. Um, so I kind of wanted to focus on that and also travel content to do with YouTube. So like apartment tours or daily vlogs or like top tips or like places, like things to do in this certain place and all that kind of stuff. So YouTube was a main one. And I also thought I could do other kind of side gigs. So things like photography, um, I've toyed with the idea for a while now of doing kind of personal branding photography. It's not something I've actually put much attention on at the minute but I think it's probably something I could do in the future and I kind of thought well if we meet digital nomads as well I could photograph them and charge them and do it that way um what else working with brands I thought could be an option like travel content like working with hotels or working with travel things I don't know um so I'd kind of had that in mind I guess mm. what else yeah, I think that's it. Mostly th mostly my YouTube, honestly, because that's what I enjoy the most and that's what I could see growing and would, uh, it's something I'd like to do long-term. So growing that was kind of the most important for me. So yeah, that was the plan. And obviously, a lot of things was unknown because even if we had planned as much as we could, we had the ideas, we had the, yeah, the plan in mind, you know, once you're traveling, once you're living this lifestyle, we didn't know how much we would be able to execute. Uh, you rely on internet. We didn't know if in the middle of Peru or Bolivia or Chile or whatever, we would have a reliable connection to actually do as much as we wanted to do. Also, we had saved a good amount of money to do all this traveling, but you know, this is something you have to keep in mind and find the balance between work and travel and not spending all your money because you think, oh, I'm a tourist, I'm going to do all the Machu Picchu and this and that and that. But you need to think that your money has to last X amount of months. Uh, so you need to yeah, manage it properly and stuff like that. So a lot of things that were unknown that we were going to discover on the go by doing mm. and see how, how it would go. However, things didn't 
turn as ex- as planned at all. They never do. They never do, but it's pretty much been 52 weeks since we left Miami. And out of those 52 weeks, we actually only traveled seven weeks in Peru. The rest of the time, we have been living with our parents um, for different reasons. <laughs> yeah. So it started with, yeah, just before we left Miami, a phone call on my side of the family. So we had to hurry back home. We didn't spend this week with friends to say goodbye to Miami properly as we wanted. We went back to my parents instead of going back to England. Mm. And I had a big family issue drama that cost us a lot of energy time money effort uh, and it was a very very difficult time it started in may and ended in october so it was yeah six about six months in total and we left traveling in november Um, and that was a very difficult start because obviously we had we have been planning this thing for more than one year i think one and a half you know well we kind of we've talked about going traveling a couple of years ago because we kind of thought about doing india and then miami came up so then even in miami kind of you know after a year or so we're like okay we'll go traveling again and then stayed a bit longer stayed a bit longer because we love miami and i think that we had been thinking about for a while and i told my my company that was living about one year before yeah so yeah it's been like a long process of planning this thing which is you know one of our dream like to be able to travel the world and and do what we want mm. and that we see i mean for multiple reasons was very very hard and i won't go into the detail of what happened the main thing that affected our future plan despite because the delay is one thing you know i mean you can rather than living in september living in november yeah. In the grand scheme of things, it's not a big deal. That's fine. Mm. Uh, it's just we had to basically give away pretty much half of the saving that we had. Well, we chose like a good to, amount. We yeah, we chose to, obviously, to. Uh, to help and to fix this uh, a problem. We gave pretty much half of our money. And obviously, that was not an easy decision, even if it you know, was like the right thing to do or whatever Mm. but you know it's still (laughs) it's not because you know that is the right thing to do yeah you enjoy doing it and and yeah we know that we knew that was going to impact our travel and our plans um reduce it or change the style of it do less things stuff like that so that was really really hard and also even if i was I was planning to start working on my projects from day one. I was not waiting to go traveling to start working on everything. I was personally not in a mental um, space. A good mental space. A good mental space, yeah, to do any of it. I We kept the podcast going. I kept Royal Flow TV going. Like everything went, but I was doing the bare minimum to keep everything alive and mm-hmm. running. I was not doing any effort to grow, to strategize to whatever i might yeah i was doing i was releasing an episode a week i don't think i was doing any promotion at all and on royal flow tv i was releasing classes every week but that was about it like the strict minimum to keep everything going without any 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 point of developing anything or growing so yeah that, that was obviously a very difficult start and and also yeah maybe on your on your side it was tough because 
I probably shouldn't say this, but like being with your in-laws, you can probably <laughs> relate now as well. It's not always easy. And then especially when it's like a stressful situation. So I really struggled. And like, I think for the first week or so, I was kind of like staying strong for Jeremy and I was okay. And then like, I had like a weekly meltdown where I was like, I can't be here anymore, I need to go home. So like, I found it hard. Then I ended up coming back to England for about two months and left you in France, which then your mental health went, because like you weren't then looking after me, you just didn't look after yourself. So it was just like very stressful, very uncomfortable, very not nice, like, pretty much that whole summer like I had some nice it was hard because I had some nice times in England so I came home had two months here where I saw my family and I was like super happy but I knew that you weren't great at her, like at your house um and how did that impact your projects and um and your growth you think I don't really remember I mean I was still doing my YouTube I still did YouTube three times a week that kind of goes up and down like sometimes I'm like oh my god want to do it all the time and like like I film like three videos in a day and then other times I'm like shit I've got to film something for like today so I still struggle with that I think three videos a week is probably a lot um anyway so it was tough trying to and also things that went so I found this here and also at Jeremy's house it's hard when it's not your environment so I'll be like okay so I'm gonna have a nice relaxing morning and then I'll film my yoga class in the afternoon but then of course the neighbor decides they're going to mow the lawn or your dad decides he's going to be on the phone or watch tv or like just things happen that are out of your control and I found that quite hard yeah. like being here and at, like not just at his house he'd been here as well like making your own plans and then people decide that that's not going to happen because they're doing their plans and you just kind of like oh I just want my own space so I found that quite hard I think it's the first time I don't know if this is related to what you're asking, but like, I think it's the first time since we've been together that we've not had our own place. Yeah. So it's, that's what I'm finding the hardest is not having like a place to, like some of my clothes are in a backpack, some of my clothes are in England, some of my clothes are in France. Same with like books and possessions, but also in terms of like, just having your own personal space I've struggled with, like somewhere to have your own routine and your own food and your own, cleanliness or dirtiness like it's just kind of your situation um but in terms of work I don't know yeah I kept up with my YouTube um it's hard because I think I wanted to do travel stuff like we were planning on going to see friends in Paris and then go and see other friends somewhere else and go to England and like do all these things I was like okay that'd be great because it can start off yeah it can be great for like starting off my like vlogging travel stuff and it'll just get me in the deep and then when we go traveling in Peru I'll already have like four months of like experience of like vlogging in public which I didn't particularly do a whole lot of in Miami really I was always quite scared so I think that was something that maybe held me back a little bit was that we weren't going off to see our friends and do all these things so yeah I didn't have much like travel content that I was hoping for but mm. yeah it's definitely been challenging it's been a challenging year for yeah. lots of different reasons yeah. but Mm. Yeah. <laughs> so eventually around October time, 2031, things uh, started to get better and we started to plan our trip. Mm -hmm. And we didn't change South America. We started to eventually look at what we were going to be doing. We ordered the Lonely Planet <laughs> South America guide. And well, only because we didn't know where we were going. Like we bought the guide and then it was like, and then when we planned the trip, it was like, okay, where's the cheapest flight that we can get to? Because we've just lost half our money. <laughs> yeah, suddenly money became a massive deal. So it was like, because at the beginning, we thought about starting Mexico and going all the way down. Yeah. 
We said, okay, we need to focus. We need to be a bit more focused. And also we realized that South America was way bigger than we thought it was, to be honest. So that's probably actually, it's probably better than we restricted our uh, zone of traveling. But yeah, with half of the money gone, it's like, okay, well, we still want to travel the whole 2022. So we're going to have to reduce, you know, the expenses and everything. So what is the cheapest flight we can get? Okay, it's going to be Lima, Peru. All right, let's go to Peru. And then here we are. That's it. Peru, we're coming. And we left on 11, on November 11th, I think, um, I to Barcelona, 11th or 12th. And yeah, we went to Peru with honestly not much plan. We booked a few Airbnb. We booked some volu- one volunteering in, in Peru because uh, this is something we thought about doing. And also at the beginning, we wanted to volunteer just to experience life as a local a bit more. Now it kind of became maybe a necessity to save money. We thought like this is going to be the way we're going to have to do it to reduce again, not to have to pay the accommodation, stuff like that. Yeah, it's going to impact how much work, how much time we're going to have available to visit and to work on our projects. But, you know, we have to we have to make compromises because of the situation. So we booked that and yeah, and we went to Peru and we started this actual digital nomad life. And, and even if it was challenging, I personally really enjoyed it. Um, I, I think I would like you to start on that because by doing three video a week on YouTube, that was very intense for you and your experience. I think it's, it's very interesting. Yeah, so like I said previously, so in Miami, for example, I could pre-film things and then obviously in France and England, it was harder. Like I said, there's not much quiet time and things like that. So I was thinking, right, we're going to go off traveling and I'll be able to do all this travel content, which I did, but it was... Okay, I had a brain fart, so I just had to like <laughs> get my shit together. Um, yeah, vlogging. So it was fun to be like in Peru and exploring, but I feel like that work play balance was kind of a little bit tricky. So we'd kind of obviously want to go off and explore and see things and go off on our day trips, which was brilliant and we enjoyed it. And I got loads of vlog content, but then editing vlogs takes me ages. And at this point, my my um, YouTube wasn't monetized. It got monetized like a month or so after we started traveling. But so I can't afford to pay somebody to edit my videos for me, which means that I'm like going out all day exploring and then coming home and editing like in the evenings, in the mornings. And it was interesting that like, I think a lot of people when they go traveling, it's just like, okay, we're going off on holiday for a month and then come home and get back to real life. Whereas for us, it was like, no, I really want to grow my YouTube. I really want to try and make an effort at this. So I need to like put in the hours and get my get it done because it's what I wanted to do long term so obviously I was out exploring all day and then kind of editing videos the other days and in the evenings and things like that we did have a couple of days where we stayed at home and had like a work day because we're both working on our own projects which I think works well that we both are kind of in this stage of life where we want to do our own thing and like push forward with it I think if one person was just traveling for fun and the other person wanted to work that could be hard work um but something I did find hard was that we'd booked in two weeks in Oxapampa no did we book in more than that three weeks I think we booked in three weeks in Oxapampa where there was no internet so that was tricky because I hadn't pre-recorded in France and England obviously because we were dealing with lots of other stuff going on so when we got to Peru I was like shit I need to film like three weeks worth of content and edit it all before we leave so I still have three videos a week for when I'm away that was hard 
that was like, I still wanted to go out and explore and have fun, but then I still wanted to like film and edit all these videos and keep them going so that I had like three weeks worth backed up. That was pretty intense. Um, but it was good that like, it was kind of, we set our own schedule, which I think is what works really well is that we don't have to rely on other people on like appointments and we can just like talk together. Like, okay, we're both going to work for two hours and then we'll go out and explore for four hours and then come back and work again for another two hours. So that was quite interesting. Like the fact that we both work on our own things and we both want to travel and explore and things. So that was definitely something. Um, what else? Don't know what else to say about that. <laughs> I personally really enjoyed yeah, actually this finding this balance. Uh, I thought it went easier than I expected. Mm -hmm. I thought it'd be more of a struggle because I thought I would be way more tempted to go out and visit all the time. But yeah, but to be honest, you do get tired as well though. Like going out for like six hours of a day is exhausting. Yeah, that's <laughs> the thing. It's like we quickly realized that actually first we were not planning to move places every two or three days. We were staying to pretty much everywhere long enough so we had time to see everything we wanted slowly. We didn't have to wake up at 8 a.m. and visit until 8 p.m. because we had to leave the day after. Mm. So the way we organized it, and this is, this is just the way we like to travel. We don't like to hurry and yeah, yeah. be in a rush everywhere. But that works well with finding this balance. Because, yeah, we can wake up whenever we want, do a few hours of work, go visiting for a few hours and then go back and chill and after it's just about you know rather than watching a movie or spending the entire evening binge watching a tv show on netflix you just get some work done mm -hmm. and and but you can still find this balance and yeah like when you're gonna travel for nine months if you think you're gonna do that <laughs> you you can't possibly visit and be a tourist 10 hours a day, non-stop for nine months. It's yeah. just not sustainable. Your energy is just <laughs> going to be gone within a week, you know? <coughs> so it's very different than being a tourist. And you have to treat it as this is your life now. Mm. So if I was living in whatever place, you know, I would not go out every day to do things around, even if you don't have to work. Like you would have some chill time in your place, just reading, taking care of the house, whatever. Well, we don't have to take care of the house because we are in a hotel on Airbnb, so we just have to work. So yeah, I actually thought that this balance was easier than I expected to find, personally. Um, internet was a bit tricky once in a while, but not as bad as I would imagine, honestly. Like we didn't have very bad connection. Like Yeah, sometimes to upload an episode or video, you had to spend a few hours or through the night, but it wasn't as bad as I thought. Like, we're not like, oh, shit, I need to find a coffee shop or whatever to upload. Yeah. We went to, I mean, in Huacachina, which is literally the desert, we went to a different hotel to upload. Mm. We just sat and had lunch and uploaded our things, but they went quickly. And yeah. So it's like, there's just way round, like, ways around it to find places that have better internet than where you're at. But generally, it was fine. Yeah, it, it wasn't as bad as I, I thought it would be, to be honest. Mm. So that was quite good. No, but yeah, I actually thought this balance was nice and I personally enjoyed it because even if... I don't know. There is this cliche, you know, when you work, you're supposed to work eight hours a day, when you have a full-time job and everything, but actually you're not productive eight hours a day. Uh, if, you, if you're productive doing good job half of the time, that's already good enough, I think. Most of the time you're going to be in meetings with people, you're going to be at the coffee or the cigarette break or lunch break or just chit-chatting with other people. So if you look at it, you know, if you get rid of all this time and you actually, when you're at the office or whatever, working only maybe four hours a day, 
That's fine. Like two hours in the morning, two hours in the evening, and the rest of the time we can just travel around and, and visit yeah. places. And it works. You know, you you can be very productive and do a pretty decent amount of work by just working what would be considered as a part-time job. I think that's the thing as well, because we wanted to go out and explore. When we wanted to work, it was like, okay, let's work for two hours and then we'll go out. So it wasn't just like, okay, two hours of like, I'll scroll on Instagram, I'll watch a YouTube video, I might do a bit of work, but it's fine, I got the whole day. It was like, no, we're going to work two hours and then we can go out and have fun. So I think that was good. Um, But something's interesting because you say, just at the beginning, you said about like, it was our first, like it's our first year of being entrepreneurs and things. But for me, it's been a couple of years, but it's your first year, isn't it really? How has it been not well, having a manager and like I mean, not having hours and Yeah, I'll get back to that. Okay. Yeah. No, I'm gonna yeah, I'm gonna answer that, but there's something, yeah. Um it I've been fine with it because it's what I wanted. Like leaving my job was a decision. Yeah. And and again I've planned it a little bit. Like I didn't have to lose time. Okay, what am I gonna be doing? Mm. Like I knew where I wanted to focus my energy on. So it was just about <laughs> executing. It wasn't about, I need to spend two months of reflection about what I'm going to be doing of my life and then I'm going to be doing this. And mm-hmm. I, like, when we're going to start, I knew, okay, this is going to be, I don't know, 60% of my time is going to be on that, 40% of my time is going to be on that. So that was really clear. So, and I'm good at executing things and to be organized with things. Mm-hmm. So that was cool. And also, I think the transition was made easy by the fact that for the past two years in Miami, <laughs> I was working from home yeah. with no colleague, manager, <laughs> no one, because I was the only employee in the US. Everyone was in France. So I didn't have anyone on my back uh, looking at what I was doing and stuff like that. So I had so much freedom and flexibility that it's just rather than doing the job for the company I was working for, I was doing it for something else. Mm. But my lifestyle and everything was fairly, I think, it wasn't too, dis- too disrupted yeah. in this sense. And... I personally, one, something that could have been a source of stress was money. And I I don't really stress about that because honestly, I, even if we lost a lot of money, we were still okay for a few months. And I know that eventually we're going to make some money. And if, if anyway, if I have to, I'll just have to get a remote job. Yeah. Um, and thanks to COVID, it's much easier now than ever to get a job as a digital nomad and stuff like that. So I don't have, I don't feel too much pressure on that in the sense that is there something I've learned in Miami is that there's a lot of money in the world, there's a lot of opportunities in the world. You just have to listen, say yes, listen to your guts and things will come. Mm. And maybe I won't be making the money on things I expected to do, but I know I'll find a way. So that was not a source of stress for me too much. Luckily, it could have been, but yeah. Something I wanted to say about what you said is that, yes, you've been an entrepreneur for much longer, for like pretty much five years, like on and off, but mm. doing things in the middle. But I think, especially in Miami, like, yeah, you had three years of doing your photography by yourself and everything, but you didn't have the pressure mm. to make money or anything because it was fun. Yeah. Uh, yeah all the money you are money. making or the bonus. <laughs> when now it's a little bit more pressure and I think the money pressure, you feel it more than I do. Yeah, I do because I think 
So a few things. I think traveling around Peru was more expensive than we expected. Everyone says that South America is super cheap. Oh my God, it's so cheap. We were spending around $1,000 a month for both of us yeah. on like food and travel and accommodation and things like that. Bear in mind, we were staying in places that's like $10 a night, like not eating out or like not eating fancy food or you know anything like that. I think we went out for meals maybe once or twice. Well, until, until like, we found a place where you could eat for like two bucks a day. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but like it was... More expensive, like more expensive than what we expected. I think we were thinking more like five, six hundred a month. It turned out to be about nine, nine, nine hundred to a thousand. Yeah. So that stressed me out because I was thinking, oh my god, if that's true, we can only do a certain amount of months rather than you know we're gonna have to cut out more things. And I was thinking we can't cut out more things because we're already not eating out at restaurants yeah. and like well we were but like at the cheap places and not doing all these amazing things. So yeah, money has been stressing me out a little bit. And it still does because even though we've got like, we've got this like travel money, but then we've got money in different banks as well, like savings and stuff. So it's not like this is all of our money and we're going to yeah. waste it. And then we're <laughs> like, we've got zero. So like, we're fine. And you always reassure me that we're fine. But I think it was just not, like, I'm just used to Jeremy having a two or three or four or whatever thousand dollar month income. But then when we don't have it and I'm like, <laughs> hmm, like, I don't know, like even I, I bought hair straighteners out there because my hair was acting wild because of the like temperature and things. But even that, it was like, oh, it's like $40. Is it worth it? Am I really going to, oh, oh. And it's like usually, but how like, many meals is that? yeah, like how many nights accommodation is that? I was like four nights accommodation, but then I'll use it every day, but then will I use it every day because that'll ruin my hair. And like, it's a stupid thing, but you start to question like every little thing that you buy, don't you? Because yeah. you can't like buy souvenirs or like just spend all your money on different things. So I've definitely struggled with the money thing. Um, but also, maybe to go back to my question is, did you feel a pressure because now you had to make money through your business and is that affecting you the way you work on YouTube or whatever? Like, you know, not really, because I try and keep my YouTube as fun as possible and less businessy as possible like technically it's a business technically I earn money from it but only since November so I've done it for almost two years earning nothing and then since November I've started earning about $100 a month so it's not a lot at all it's something that I think long term could earn lots of money if I keep going if I keep being real and authentic and all the rest of it I think it could make money and there's been times where I think like, oh, I should do this video because that'll get lots of views and that'll earn me some money. But I think, well, no, I don't really want to talk about that. Like, especially with YouTube, I think you could quite, e not that it's easy, but you could quite easily, sorry, I'm going off on a bit of a tangent, <laughs> like do fashion videos and just buy clothes and clothes and clothes, like every single month, every single week, buy more clothes, more clothes, more clothes, and then send them all back again and not even keep them if you don't want to. But I'm thinking I could do that, but I don't really want to promote fast fashion and like, you know buying things just for the sake of buying things and keeping up with trends and like that's not really true to me so there's definitely things that like you know not even what's the word strategically strategically that's yeah. the word I could have done to get more views and more money and all the rest of it but I want to keep it for me and for fun and like I'm earning $100 a month it's not enough to keep us and I know that it's not enough to keep us traveling it's not enough to keep us anywhere doing anything and I get that but I just trust in the process that at some point it will pay off and if I'm just keep being real and talk about what I want to talk about, the way that I talk about it, it'll earn more money. So it is, there has been times where I'm a bit like, oh, there's no point and I'm wasting my time and I should just get a normal job and whatever. But then I think, well, no, this is actually what I want to be doing. And I've wanted to do it for years. 
and I'm actually doing it and I'm proud of myself and I got monetized it's now just waiting for it to grow gradually and I don't want to rush that process or try and do anything to so no I don't think it really has changed the way that I treat my YouTube (laughs) it's kind of changed the way I treat my new my new business (laughs) but yeah I think what's been interesting watching your YouTube also is that your travel content did really well. Yeah. Like the numbers that you were getting in terms of views and, and even sus- forward subscribers yeah. um, during those seven weeks yeah. were really good compared to previous uh, stats. I mean, like videos that I've released since we've been here, maybe one or two have maybe got a couple of hundred. Mostly they're around 50, 80, yeah. something like that. Like it's not crazy, but it's fine. Whereas then the videos in Peru, there's some that have got thousands. Mostly they're about... 800 500 and I think as well it's 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 content that's going to grow because people are going to especially as people start to travel more oh what's the what is it to do in Lima they'll look at my video and watch it so travel content I think is good because you can continuously grow sorry I don't think I talked that long (laughs) you can continuously grow and it's just real it's just like my real reaction to traveling it's not like trying to create some drama or trying to create something clickbait worthy it's just like we're going to go and explore and i'm going to take you along with me so i enjoy creating that but also it has paid off in terms of the like views and things so it's it that's the best thing you want to do is create content that you want to create and have viewers that want to watch it so that was ideal yeah you don't have to fake it or to make it special i use like by just being you and living your life yeah. you see some success that's, yeah. that's what you want yeah. Uh, no yeah clearly and during those seven weeks uh, what did you have any also realization in terms of maybe things that were more difficult than you expected you know like you're thinking about working with hotel like stuff like that like how did that yeah so I actually reached out to Peru Hop which is um, a bus company that kind of takes you around Peru um, and I reached out to them being like hey so I'm a YouTuber and I got Instagram and I'd love to work with you and I don't know if you want to offer a discount or a free pass or whatever it was to try and work with them I know like I don't do this often so I think my pitch was crap <laughs> <laughs> but um, <clears throat> and they replied it's kind of saying like oh we don't know we kind of work with people with like huge audiences and um, what else did they say? We, don't, we kind of offer press things sometimes, but we're not really sure. And obviously, and they said that Peru has had like 5% of tourists that it used to have before COVID. So they're struggling to stay afloat and they're struggling to pay their employees and they had to, you know, let people go. And it's in those kind of moments where you realize like me being like, I want to be an influencer and like travel for free. And then you kind of think, well, actually, these are real people's lives and they're struggling to stay afloat. And I'm just like, I'm free pass. So it's kind of changed my view a lot on that as well. Like beforehand, I was like, oh, I'm going to like reach out to all these hotels and we'll stay in five-star resorts and I'll vlog it and it'll be this wonderful trip. And then you actually think about it like, I bet probably five-star resorts could probably afford it, but smaller companies, you kind of think, I don't really want to exploit them or not even exploit them because it's not exploitation, but it's like, you know, I don't want to, yeah, like would I, if I would actually pay for it, I probably should just actually pay for it. Like I'm not going to pay 500 pound a night in a posh hotel in Peru, but I would pay 500 pound for this like tour. I don't even remember how much it was now, but like I kind of think it kind of changed my views on that as well in terms of reaching out to brands and I kind of thought if people want to reach out to me they have to find me and it's obviously a lot harder to get found and things like that but that's and then actually I do get reached out to quite a lot by lots of companies I don't even reply to them so I'm still waiting for the right company to reach out to me where I'm like yes that's what I want to do 
but I, it kind of changed my views in terms of like reaching out to brands and trying to get free stays or free stuff because I don't know yeah it kind of changed my mind a little bit mm. I don't know if that's to do with it being Peru as well and like yeah I mean, I wouldn't say I wouldn't ever reach out to brand like hotels and things again like I have worked with a couple of brands like that bikini brand yeah, and like you would reconsider who you reach out to like, yeah you'd be more thoughtful about also the impact that it can have on people's jobs and but also but it's interesting but then also like by having some like my views my videos were getting like 500 800 views well, if that turns into one sale, well, then it's worth them doing it. So it's, it's interesting because you're like, you're helping the business, but then you're also doing something for free. So I'd rather just, if I can afford to pay for it, pay for it and then hopefully give them business that way. Yeah. So it has changed my mindset a little bit. I'm like less eager to like reach out to everyone. And like, I remember we went to Paracas, I think it was, and I reached out to like 10 hotels that are like five-star resorts I would never have paid to go in. <laughs> but then also I think you can see that it's not authentic because if I wouldn't pay to go, like if I had the money, I'd pay to go in them. But like the videos of like, £10 a night Peru apartment, like Lima apartment, they're doing quite well because other people want to travel like that and like travel like us, which means that that'll attract people that like me in the way that I travel rather than like eating at a restaurant for £2 one night and then staying in the £500 hotel the next night. <laughs> it doesn't make much sense. No, yeah. So it has changed in terms of like, yeah, who I want to reach out to and why I want to reach out to them. Is it just for the sake of staying in a five-star hotel or is it to actually help them and like progress that way, I guess? Yeah. Something I realized, though, is on my side, is even if I said before that I don't worry about making money because I know, again, there's a lot of opportunities there in the world and and there's <laughs> always a way. I've I've realized also that to grow something mm. is not that easy when you don't have the right skills, and I'm good at things I, i'm good at a few things but i do know that one of my weaknesses is selling marketing stuff like that mm. which means i'm good at creating a product uh, but once i've created it to get it in front of the right eyes to actually sell it to get clients to generate revenue this is something i'm not good at this is something i don't enjoy doing and and i've realized that I mean, yeah, this is a weakness and, and it's going to make the entrepreneurial <laughs> life harder mm. for me because I can have all those great ideas. I can create all the best products, con podcasts, whatever I want. Ultimately, if I don't know how to put this thing in front of the right people, the right eyes, my target audience, you know, whatever you want to call it, mm. then ultimately I'm, I'm not going to be able to monetize it. And, and that's going to impact obviously my life and stuff so um, yeah that's that's been interesting and this is something that I've realized and I honestly don't well I mean I do have a solution it's actually I have to partner with people mm. to do it uh, I can't do everything myself I can't be good at everything and that's alright but it's always it's always complicated at the beginning of this journey I think I don't think we're the only one experiences that is that until you get to the point where you're making enough sales to pay someone to do that like getting there, I think it's really hard. Mm -hmm. um, those first hundred or thousands that you need to make to be able to hire someone on Fiverr to do the marketing or whatever, like this is where you need to get. And 
and yeah, this is a tricky. I think a tricky thing that I've discovered that it's it's, it's not easy and uh, yeah, and also I've heard many times that you need to spend money to make money. Yeah, but Which it's is hard when, when <laughs> it's hard when it's your money. When it's the business money, it's fine. Yeah. <laughs> when it's your... When you don't have a lot of it as well and you want to travel yeah. for nine months. Yeah. It's like, oh, yeah, I could spend 500 bucks on these Facebook ads yeah. that might make me a thousand, but also I could go to this or that's half a month of traveling. It's like, oh, what should I do? It's like, you know, short-term satisfaction thing versus long-term and this is really tricky. Mm. Um, and again, it's because like we are in this range of like we don't make enough. I think... Once you reach enough that you can sustain yourself, then it's okay to spend the extra money. Yeah, like in terms of my YouTube, once I get to the point where I'm earning, I don't know how much I would need, but for example, 2000 a month and I can spend a thousand of that to pay somebody to edit my videos, that would free up so much of my time and I could create so much better content because I'm spending like... Literally, if I film a video for an half an hour, it might take me like eight hours to edit it. Literally, it takes me ages. So like, once I get to the point where I can pay somebody, it would just mean that I could spend so much more of my free time doing other things, but also my content would be better because I'd spend more time filming it rather than like a quick. Mm. So yeah, it is, it is interesting that like before you get to that stage, it is hard work to do everything yeah. yourself until you can hire That's that first person. Right. Yeah. Yeah, and this is the, the grind. <laughs> you really need to get there. And I think... We'll see. I think we'll feel it when we get to this mm. threshold, when things get a bit easier. Maybe new problems are going to be coming, but I don't know. But that's something that, yeah, I, I realize. I mean, it's... But again, I'm not worried about it because I also trust the process. I'm very patient and I know things will happen when it's supposed to happen. If they don't happen, that's okay as well. But at least I would have tried. Mm. And yeah, it's not stressing me out, but it's really interesting to, to see it and experience it. Yeah. <laughs> uh, the reason we spent seven weeks in Peru, seven weeks only, is because we had another <laughs> family uh, issue. Yeah. Uh, this time it was on Rosie's side. Um, and yeah, so we had to fly back. And basically, just to make things fun, we have spent our New Year's Eve in a plane yeah. in 2021, 2022. So we flew from Peru on the 31st and we arrived in England on January 1st. And yeah, again, I mean, it was the right thing to do, just like the thing last year was the right thing to do. That was the right thing to do, especially now knowing everything that happened. You know, you, you never know when you're in a plane what's going to happen. But now reflecting on it, it was the right thing to do. It is the right thing to do. But it's still, it's still annoying <laughs> when it happened, you know. Yeah. It's still frustrating uh, that, you know, you spend, again, all this time planning, getting like a massive punch in the face, and it's like, all right, okay, I'm getting up, I'm doing it. It's like you have the second one coming. It's like, all right, do, okay, do, do, <laughs> yeah. <do>. And <laughs> and yeah, I mean, it's it's life, and we're learning, and yeah, it's just I don't know, whatever it is, testing us. We we're gonna make it, but it's yeah, it's 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 just hard to accept some <laughs> reality. <laughs> um, and and yeah, and also because. After seven weeks, we were finding a rhythm, like it was becoming comfortable, like this new lifestyle, and we had a routine in place, and we were enjoying Peru as well. It was yeah. fa fantastic country, like we didn't know what to expect, and we completely fell in love. Mm. So, um, yeah, and and yeah, it was 
potentially again gonna interrupt the, the growth of the business and everything which is the thing i want to try to focus on here so personally it, it was really hard on a personal level and also it's like okay like we need to push everything back like because we know growing businesses takes time we know it's it's in years it's not in months it, we're speaking in years so we had 18 months originally to grow and generate enough income to be financially independent but out of this 18 months from may 1st to december 2022 where we're planning to travel well six months were gone uh because of the first thing and when we came back we didn't know how long we were going to stay in england and right now it's april and we're still there mm. so out of those 18 months we actually probably gonna end up with having less than six months yeah. of travel five months you know so it's like and yeah, even if we are working, it's obviously impacting potentially our growth and everything. I mean, you never know what's going to happen, but because things are turning also in different way for me. But I, uh, yeah, it's, it's it's just hard when you make plan. You you have this timeline because you know it takes time. So you have eighteen months, and it's like okay, this is gone, this is gone, this is gone, and you only see the bank account going down. Uh, and yeah, it's 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 tough. It's not easy. It's not as easy as. Instagram make it look like to be honest <laughs> yeah and I think in terms of my YouTube like I said I was kind of wanting to focus on travel and then I kind of thought I'd do that over summer that didn't happen and then did it for seven weeks in Peru and I was getting good views yeah. and like subscribers and it was doing well like Jeremy said we're kind of in a routine and in like a we we're just working hard and doing so well and then came home and obviously had the stress of what's been going on here so it's been like again the videos have been like shit I need to do a video by tomorrow and it's like not travel content. It's not particularly entertaining content. A lot of it is like, let's go for a country walk again. So it's it's interesting how like, like obviously we're in the right place. We should be here. We are here. I'm glad we're here. But it's also not where we would, you know, it's not our first choice of where we'd be. And in terms of the content as well, like we're not out exploring every day and trying new restaurants and like doing all these fun stuff. And like, it's definitely, it's interesting because I think like it's, not that it's stopped my growth. I've still been growing. But I think I was on a bit of a like an, an upwards yeah, trajectory thing. And yeah. I was I was doing well. And I was hoping that would continue and keep going well. Especially in views. Like. Yeah, yeah. Like views is huge. So that was good. And I think the other thing as well is that, like Jeremy said, we'd kind of plan this 18 months of like, we're going to do what the fuck we want. We're going to quit our jobs. Well, I didn't have a job. But Jeremy's going to quit his job. <laughs> We've saved up enough money. We're going to go traveling. Things are paid off. We've got it all sorted. Let's get going. And then, you know, maybe after that 18 months, maybe we'll think, okay, well, maybe we'll get a house. Maybe we'll settle. Maybe we won't. We don't know. But I was thinking more about like, you know, having a place that's ours. And it's been 12 months and we've been away for six, uh, seven weeks. So it's st I still yeah, feel like I still feel like we need that like adventure in us and that kind of that year and a half or whatever it's going to be, however much we can afford now, of travel before we then do settle down. So it's kind of just pushed things back a little bit in terms of like our timeline, which it's not a problem, but it is just something that like you know you kind of think oh by this time we'll have we'll have this in place and we'll have done all that exploring and then we'll have the next stage of our life. Whereas now it's like we still have that in us that we want to go out exploring, so we need to get that done first before we can then move on to the next stage and. So it's interesting how like it's not like it's not a big deal, but it is also just something that's just happened. It's just like life has just been put on hold for a year, basically. We've not really lived our life for a year, honestly, have we? No. It's just kind of been like <laughs> just waiting for this shit to end before we can actually live our lives how we want to. So it has been strange. 
Yeah, I mean, you know, when you're like three, four years old, you don't expect to be living at your parents for 90% of the year, you know, yeah. and stuff like that. It's just, um, yeah, it's just not what you want and expect. Um, despite, though, all that, despite the difficult four months that it's been from January 1st to now end of April, um, again, you never know what the universe or Google has in stock for you and in store for you and a couple of things one thing each came yeah. out of that that we don't know where it's gonna end up but at it's least this something yeah i mean yeah 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 because honestly i mean i have nothing to do here i'm in the middle of england there's nothing around <laughs> i have nothing to do i can't drive because they drive on the wrong side of the road and stuff like that like i'm spending 90 percent of my time inside so I thought, okay, rather than devouring Netflix and literally watching every single video on there, <laughs> I might as well try to work and stuff like that. And things aligned with one of my business partners from Warrior Flow TV, and we started a new business together mm -hmm. that yeah came out of nowhere, a random phone call at one evening in January, I think it was, and a bit more than three months later, it's doing really well. So we launched... Um, a new company platform called Wireflow School. So after Wireflow TV, we have Wireflow School, where we're going to be doing online yoga trainings. Rosie and I, in 2021, we both graduated and became yoga teacher. We did our YTT, yoga teacher training, in the beginning of 2021 with Adrian, which is the, the, the person I'm working with. And yeah, we are basically taking this yoga training online, to make it accessible to more people, not being geographically restricted and stuff like that. Yeah. And we are trying to make it as inclusive and accessible as we can. We're trying to create a yoga training that is different than the normal one, I would say, you see online. The point is not to look cute on Instagram. The point is not to do a handstand. The point is not, yeah, everything that yoga seems to be at this moment in society what people expect mm. we are trying to teach people that yoga can be actually used as a tool to improve your life and the life of other people it can actually be beneficial for the health mental and physical and 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 in some cases it can be absolutely life-changing mm. and for everyone not just for flexible white girl who can afford it and stuff like that yeah. we are trying to make to make what I said true for any generation with any kind, sort of body, I'm not sure what's the right word. Um, yeah, everyone. So people that are too old to stand up, people that have uh, any sort of disability, so they are restricted in the movement that they do. Um, yeah, Side anything. Yeah, stuff like that. So we are trying to, to create something very special, very unique. I've been spending a <laughs> pretty decent amount of hours since January on that. Um, and and he's doing very well. The registration open. I can leave the link there. Self promo. <laughs> but yeah, check it out. This I'm I'm very happy and proud of what we are creating. I think it's going to be very special and very helpful for a lot of people. And yeah, this is something I didn't expect at all. It wasn't you know planned when we started. It wasn't even planned in 2021. This is something like I said that came out of a phone call with my my partner. And and yeah, 
again, like I said before, this is why I don't stress about money because I know opportunity come. If you, I I do believe that if you're a good person, if you are, you know, kind mm. and you're authentic and you do the right thing at the right time, I think good things will happen also. And I made a couple of websites uh, and I've been working on that. Things, all those things came to me. I didn't look for anything. Yeah. Um, I also did a few gigs for my previous company <laughs> to help them out. But I, literally like everything that have has been happening around have been coming to me. I, I didn't look for anything at all. And I think it's just consequences of, yeah, past actions in a way of staying in touch with people, with the right people, with being real and, and well, nice. Also being and reliable and hardworking. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like no, yeah, for everything, yeah. Like just showing up when is the time, being nice when is the time, um, being real when it's, when you have to be and stuff like that. And uh, and I think this is paying off. And again, this is why I trust the process. I trust that you have to be patient. You have to put the right things in place and plant the right seeds and things are going to come out of it. Even if you don't expect it, it might take a different form than what you expect. But yeah, so I'm very excited about that. Um, I think we are creating something very cool. Mm. I also think from a purely business point of view, economically speaking and stuff like that, it can be a very, very good thing for us. And it's looking good at the moment. So even if, yeah, things have been really... I'm gonna, I was going to say shitty, but things have been complicated and stuff like that. I think the wheel hopefully will turn around at some point and 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 it is it is not at some point i think it is slowly turning things are looking better we are we kind of know when we're going to travel again and um <laughs> think yeah we until the next one but yeah um i'm manifesting it but yeah no also you know financially speaking that was the main concern that we had because of the the money that we lost but we are making it up for it mm. uh, through yeah. through <laughs> yeah through the wireful school so hopefully things are i might be able to buy the time back that we lost with that so we can spend the time that we wanted to spend to grow everything and hopefully achieve the result that we wanted originally it's interesting as well though that we're at home at my parents house where you have the time to do that because had we been like traveling in peru I don't know if you'd have as much time to focus on these websites you've been doing, but then also on this Warrior Flow School. So it's interesting, like the timing of like, yeah. we have to come back to England, but then also this opportunity arises where you need to spend lots of time on it. Yeah. So it's just interesting yeah, how yeah, like yeah, things work. Yeah. So that's Jeremy's news. And then on my side, something, <laughs> if you're watching on YouTube, check out the merch. Um, yeah, so I so like Jeremy said, we did the yoga teacher training last year. Bloody loved it. And I've kind of been on and off with yoga. And I still am. I still have like, <laughs> I still have a hard time with yoga. I know it's good for you. I know I bloody love it when I do it. But it's just hard to get on the mat. And I think a lot of time that message isn't always perceived, actually, to be honest. It's always like, I do yoga every day, three times a day. And I drink matcha and I meditate and do all <laughs> these things. And it's like, no, you don't. Just be real. Anyway, that's a different topic. But like, so I did that yoga teacher training and then I started teaching on my YouTube channel. But like I said before, my YouTube channel is very much just about me. It's very selfish, honestly. It's like, here's my life 
on video if you want to watch it and it's mostly for me to watch back like look back at some time like in a couple of years time I love to watch my vlogs back don't I I, was say that. <laughs> I love watching my vlogs back especially like really good days I'm like oh let's watch that one it's like a feel-good vlog so I film it for me mostly and I was filming yoga videos I did it every Monday for about I don't know a couple of months I did quite a few I think I did like 23 videos or something mm. um and I enjoyed it and some of them got good views like 500 views on some of them and it, I was it was doing well I just think it didn't quite fit right because there was kind of like yoga with Rosie where it's like I do sleepy yoga as Jeremy calls it or boring yeah. yoga <laughs> where it's like zen and chill and like relaxing so I was doing my yoga classes but then the next day I'm cutting my hair the next day I'm going on a wine tour the next day I'm climbing up a mountain then I'm then I'm doing yoga again and then I'm doing like a camera review and a lens review and like there's just I just talk about anything and everything on my YouTube which is what I love about it because I'm a multifaceted person with lots of different interests I don't just talk about fashion or just photography I talk about whatever I want which is what I like um and for some reason yoga just didn't quite fit and I also found it hard I'll be honest when we were traveling to like have the confidence to film in like a park or maybe to like film outside somewhere and then also the rooms were quite small if I were to do bed yoga so it was I found it hard and you're also a perfectionist and if there is a bee flying around or whatever oh, like yeah. a, it's like oh it's too much time yeah no I, I like it to be perfect <laughs> working on that so I stopped teaching yoga whilst we were traveling and then since coming back I've been like god I really miss it but I think I miss like I just the reason I like teaching is I can teach what, I, what my body wants on that day and it's very just like a personal practice and I just happen to film it and talk about what I'm doing basically um and I've also had a real interest in wellness and like self-care for a while and I've wanted to learn more about meditation in particular like I know I should meditate I know it's good for you I just <clears throat> find it hard to do it find it really hard and I think if I learn the science behind it that might help me um and learn different techniques so that's one thing I want to learn about breath work as well I know that can be super powerful and healing I want to learn about affirmations manifestations like yin yoga restorative yoga chair yoga um what else just like lots of different like self-care journaling is another thing the list goes on yoga nidra the list honestly goes on. Sound baths as well. That's another thing. Sorry, I keep going on. But like sound baths and sound meditation, like singing bowls. I would love to learn that because I I could, I would listen to that every night if I could. Um, I do. Something <laughs> that also you, you were missing was the creative side of things. Yeah, the creative side of things. Well, so if we go back to what I was saying though, because like, so what I want to do is to learn about all these different disciplines and different things and like learn about it for my own selfish reasons but I feel like having somewhere then to share what I'm learning um, will kind of make it more real almost. Like I kind of have to do it because it's something I'm like telling myself I have to do it. Like I don't give myself time to read books or to do these things. Whereas if I make it something that I'm doing for other people to help other people, then I'll do it rather than helping myself, which is such a, I need to go to <laughs> therapy. But like, so I want to learn about all these things. And then what did you say? Being creative. Yeah, and I kind of, there's so many like there's so many different projects I've wanted to do over the past couple of years, like creating candles. I don't know why I want to do it. Having merch, I don't know why I want to do it. Um, like doing different videos and different, just like being creative. And I feel like I kind of I've tried different things, but it never really quite worked. It didn't quite feel right. And I thought, do you know what? I'm gonna start Zen Den because I need it in my life. And if I need it, surely somebody else who leads it. <laughs> so. It's basically a YouTube channel where it's all relaxed. So Zen Den is like, think of like a den, like a hiding space that's nice and calm and relaxing. So there's not going to be any drama. There's no like 
probably not any power yoga, probably not any chair pose. I hate that one. Just like relaxing and like self-care, like good goodness, good videos. Well, like you go there and relax. So that's kind of the like, the whole thing I've been doing, which has been fun because I've obviously created merch. So I've got this, t- this jumper that I'm wearing and I've got t-shirts. So I'm selling those on my website. It's also made me, well, I've allowed me, I should say, to create a new website, which I enjoy doing as well. So I've created a website, created my merch. I could see it someday being things like yoga mats and blocks and like working with different brands potentially or like candles or... Huh? Retreats. Retreats, maybe it could be. It could be a studio space. It could be teaching people one-on-one. I think retreats is a big one I would love to do. Like, because we love to travel, obviously. And it would make sense to be like, hey, come and meet us in Peru for a week and I'll teach yoga and let's journal and meditate together and get other people in to help and like have like... I just think, this is what I think, I just think that self-care and meditation and things, it's so hard to do and people make it sound so easy and it's not, (laughs) it's really not that easy. So I kind of want to be real about it and be like, okay, here's this book that I've read and I think it's brilliant and I want to recommend it. Or here's this like yoga, like 20 hour yoga nidra program I've learned and I've learned how to do it. So now I'm going to go to Zen Den and teach you like how to relax because I find it hard to relax I find it hard to look after myself and I kind of want to keep it real but also keep it like chill and zen and calming so that's been my thing and and also something you didn't mention is that the way you want to do it is you want to document the learning the process on your main channel Mm. and apply it through classes and teaching on your zen den channel so it's also benefiting both channels which you know is it's good <laughs> you know in also. yeah and I'm hoping that people will like that watch my main channel will then be like oh she's learned about this you know yoga nidra I wonder what that is let's go and watch it on Zenden and equally people might watch me on Zenden and then think oh I quite like this girl I wonder what else she does and then what, follow me on my other channel um something else I've loved you said about being creative so I always Instagram Instagram anybody More else anybody else um <laughs> Uh, on my personal account I've gone through like lots of different phases of changing it and doing colors and graphics and all the rest of it so at the minute I'm just posting travel content but I get back to this because um in terms of creativity so I've really enjoyed doing my like graphics on my Instagram and like choosing my colors choosing my logo took me a good couple of weeks to get sorted and like doing all these different creative things so it's nice to have like a project that I can like think of as a business and like how can I grow it how can I do well and then I love the branding of yeah doing branding things and then so I'm really enjoying that and then my personal YouTube is just me and my life and I'm not trying to be a yoga teacher like that's for the other channel so it's been good it's given me something to focus on as well and like I said I found it hard with my personal YouTube channel because we're not traveling because we're not doing anything apart from seeing my dad (laughs) basically um it's given me something to like look forward to and something fun to do and something to like just to give me a little bit of oomph in my step, step again, I guess. Yeah. But yeah, shop the merch in the link <laughs> and go and subscribe and follow me on Instagram. <laughs> <laughs> Zenden.studio. Yeah. Here we are. Um, <coughs> yeah, all that to say that... It's been one heck of a year. Yeah, it's been one heck of a year. Uh, you can plan as much as you want. You never know what's going to happen. You have to remain flexible and uh, yeah, and adapt. Mm. Otherwise, you'll go crazy. <laughs> um, despite everything that happened, I think we, 
yeah, did well, <laughs> considering everything. It's been very interesting, like on a personal, like I said, on the business side. Um, something I've learned also, I, and it's not related to anything that happened, but I've been wanted for years to have my thing. Mm. And I'm not talking about doing anything big. I don't care about having a big million of stuff. Like, this is not my point. Um, just having something that I created is fun. It's cool. That's it. Um, it's something I can be proud of. But I've always, first, I've always focused on the ID. Like, until I have the right ID, I'll never be able to do it. When I've realized I'm not an ID guy, I'm an executional guy. Yeah. And that was something I realized when I was in Miami. But something I realized, I don't know when exactly it clicked, to be honest, but is I can't do everything myself. I'm not good at everything, like I said before. And if I want to create something that will have an impact, even if it's tiny, I need to accept that, I don't know, put my ego aside or whatever, that I'm better as in a team mm. than on my own. Because, mm. I don't know, I just... It's just... I also enjoy it. I like to work with people, with the right people. But that's the thing is that we need different people in the world. You need ideas people, you need yeah. execution people, you need finance people, yeah. like you need different people in the world. And I think it's great that you've no, yeah, yeah. like what you're good at. Yeah. No, but also I, I enjoy it and yeah, and I accept that I can't do everything myself. I accept it. You know, I could also be very stubborn and and like my ego could say, like, no, I wanna do that myself to prove the point to the world that I'm good at it and mm. I can do it and it'd be me and look at me, right? I think a lot of people do that. <laughs> uh, but I don't know. Yeah, I, I and I was like that. Like, this is something I wanted to do at some point, but I realized that there's no point <laughs> and I should make my life easier and just seek for help and, and work with other people and have partners. So, yeah, right, let's all focus on what we're good at and the chance of success is so much higher than if I try to do everything myself as a stubborn mm. guy. And yeah, that, this is, I think, a very valuable lesson that I've learned in the past, I don't know, 12 or 18 months. That I, I, I really understood it. And and I think that's going to um, that's gonna have, I think, a big impact on my future if I carry on into this entrepreneurial journey. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't think I'll try to do something on my own ever again, to be honest, uh, too much. I always seek for help or something like that. Cause, yeah, and I work well with people, stuff like that. I like it. So what are you laughing at? Because we're the exact opposite. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, I might at some point hire someone to edit my videos, but I, I will. But I will tell them. <laughs> I will tell them exactly how to edit it, and they have to do it exactly my way. And I don't want to work for people. I don't want to answer to anyone. I don't want to answer emails. I don't want to talk to anyone. I just want to live my life, create my videos, <laughs> do my own thing. Like, it's funny because I know, like, seeing you, like. And Adrian work together has been incredible. And I love that. And I'm slightly jealous, but I just don't think I could do it. Well, you say that, but you would love to work with me, but I don't. Oh, I want Jeremy to I want Jeremy to be my employee. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Which is never gonna happen. <laughs> but I don't ever trust you. I wouldn't trust anyone else to yeah, like but you don't even want a business partner, you are an employee. <laughs> you just said it. <laughs> I'll it's pay like... you well. <laughs> oh yeah. I'll pay you fifty dollars a month. <laughs> Half of what I earn. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah no we're so different <coughs> yeah yeah i'm trying to think of my big lesson um 
well the big lessons from the past year has been like stop, stop making plans <laughs> never gonna happen um and that's been true for like other things in our life not just this past year like we make plans and then it doesn't happen um so I think being flexible is huge like the fact that you can be like you know it was literally like one day like oh I think we should go home the next day we're going home yeah. like it was kind of a quick decision and then we just get on with it get on the plane get home and do what we need well, to do yeah and same last year it was like we'd had this week plan it's like nope we're going back instead yeah. and <clears throat> I think that's like a huge quality of ours that a lot of people probably don't possess is just that we just get on with it and go with the flow and I think that's been like important to us um lessons I don't cope well with sharing a house with other people. <laughs> <laughs> I'm trying to think of like something really insightful. And no, uh, I think, I mean, I don't, what happened to us in the past 12 months, I don't wish it to anyone. I don't want that to happen to anyone to go through shit like that. Mm. But I think also it happened at the right time for us, somehow, mm, for yeah. to reason in the sense that um now psychologically i'm well equipped to deal with situation like that mm. it doesn't mean it's easy it's just i deal with it much better like i just go downstairs i meditate stuff like that and and it helps when before i would have just gone mad yeah probably <clears throat> and even if i went through a rough time last year for a few weeks i was really down to the point where i was not even taking care of myself at all, maintenance and stuff was just too bad, but eventually came back. But I think, yeah, I'm, much, I'm well equipped for it. And also, I mean, it could be a good thing and bad thing, but like everything happened when we were free. Mm. We had the freedom because of this choice that we made. And <clears throat> as frustrating as it is and everything, at least we have been able to be present for our respective families yeah. during this time, whereas it, both of them needed help um so yeah i i don't know i can't uh in a grand scheme of thing maybe happen at the right time um and and now the universe is sending us new things to counter the thing that went wrong you know i don't know but yeah just i'm not i'm not like and i keep saying like trust the universe is not something i believe in much to be honest but at the same time i've got to admit that things happen in a very interesting way mm. and i'm not religious i'm not saying it's god so, so i'm calling it the universe i'm keeping it very open um but whatever it is that is you know commending all that yeah things could be worse in the grand scheme of things and we are still healthy and well together and i don't know it's been really interesting to put things in perspective in life and what's important and what's not i also learned a lot about what i want and what i don't want and stuff like that so yeah even full but that's it first 12 months of digital nomad living in our parents <laughs> and entrepreneur life um yeah some good came out of it it's been complicated it's been a hell of a roller coaster but we're still grinding <laughs> and and we'll see what the next 12 months or whatever how long is going to be until we decide something else uh, is gonna take but i don't know keep going don't give up on your dreams even when life throws shit at you because if you want it i think i think the reason is we keep going also because we want it deep enough like yeah. hard enough so we're not gonna give up on it and 
yeah, I don't know, in your world to close it. It's been emotional. It's been a tough year. It's been a lot. But I think we've both grown and we've both, like, improved as people generally, like. And I think, like Jeremy said, like, we work well together. Like, we're a good team. Keep each other motivated. Keep each other sane. And the fact that we keep working hard towards what we want, I think, just shows how much we want it. Like, we could have quite easily been like, fuck this. Let's just get a normal job. Get a house. Settle down. Do the normal thing. But we're still like, no, we're still out here, like, doing our, doing what we want. And I think... Yeah, I just hope the next 12 months are a bit more <laughs> yeah, please, <you> relaxing, <laughs> a bit more successful maybe, a bit less stressy with family stuff. But yeah, it's been my hell of a year. Um, but thank you for listening. Is there anything else you want to close off with? No, that's it. Thank you everyone for listening and for watching. Uh, in case you don't know, we are available on every podcast application. We are available on YouTube. And yeah. Follow, subscribe, leave us a review, comment if you enjoy it. New episode every single Wednesday. We are going to go back to our regular interview with guests from next week. So, yeah, have an amazing week and we see you very soon. Bye-bye. Bye.